Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Yay! The first guest episode of 2022. I am really grateful to bring this conversation to you with Lauren Merrill. This was such a potent, activating, awakening, remembering transmission, if I can call it that. Lauren tells the story of herself in this episode. And as she speaks and tells the story of herself, you really get a sense and a feeling of power, of conviction, of self-belief, of attunement and knowing of who you are and your mission. I would say some of the energies she embodies is conviction, power, purity, I would say there's a little bit of like goofiness and silliness in her too, but I just love the way she weaves everything together and helps you understand your own self as you listen to the story of her. And it's an, it's an episode that's going to really activate the energy of claiming who you are, claiming what you want. Uh, inner power, self-belief. We dive into aromatherapy. We dive into energy work and really looking through the lens of honoring and celebrating and being in conviction of your knowing. So this is a really potent episode. Uh, listen to this while you're walking or sit down with a cup of tea in your favorite armchair with a notebook and pen. It's a long episode, but it's a beautiful, potent, activating episode. You will leave this episode feeling activated in your power. I can tell you that because I, I ended this conversation feeling so activated and awakened and attuned into my power and knowing what I needed to claim. So yes, let's dive into today's episode with Lauren. Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. I found you through Instagram (laughs) and I found, yeah, I found you through Instagram, but I think I found you because Pilar shared a story about you. You You're offering your energy work. And so I signed up for an energy work and we did an energy work session together, which was beautiful. And I really like your energy. I just wanted to get to know you more. Um, and after having received, you know, um, healing from you and just going into the, uh, a space where I was being held, it was like a good taste for me. 
usually when I interview guests, I just kind of like have never met them and I hop on a podcast with them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I already have a relationship with you and I kind of want to explore what you're about in this episode. Yeah. So I want to start by asking you, what few words would you use to describe yourself? This could be where you are currently or just in general. Mm. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for that question. Uh, the first word that I would say explains me uh, is mythic. And pure and warm mm. I don't know those are the three I that, like that come to mind yeah yeah what does mythic mean I want to know how where that's coming from <laughs> yeah that's the biggest one right now and it's been this constant theme in my life I have a huge love for like fantasy magic believing in what lives beyond you know the five senses like believing in the mystery of life the enchantment the possibility so mythic you know it's like myth story um ancient knowing it's like this this beautiful word that I feel like represents like belief and how much can be held there you know so um when you think of like myth, magic, you know, mythology, um, that's what that word represents to me. So explaining that in a definition sense of me feeling like that really resonates is understanding that one of my purposes, one of my like main essences is helping people believe and helping people to have the inspiration and the enchantment and the beauty felt in life that is so available that often gets conquered and overshadowed by um, the stress of modern day, you know, frenetic rush and everything. I mean, that, you know, it's a whole thing that alone. (laughs) So that's what mythic means to me, like representing like kind of like a character who's like human, but kind of like what's going on there. You know what I mean? Like both of this world and not of this world, like the, the magic I'm all about, all about that. Oh, I love that. I want to get into that. Yeah, um, I'd love to. Fantasy what, books as a kid, like all of it. Like it's all coming, you know, as you, as you get older and you have those moments where you're like, ah, it's all coming together. Like all those little pieces. Like when I was a little girl, I would always go to the library with my mom and it was like only the like cute, like little witchy books and like books on magic and Harry Potter and fantasy and anything that was like, not ordinary (laughs) I was so obsessed with you know ancient cultures seeing how it was done before and how people lived Um, yeah always really interesting to me you know yeah 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 I get uh Lord of the Rings as you were talking I I got the image of Rivendell (laughs) yes oh my god I when I am working I put Rivendell there's like aesthetic videos I put Rivendell on on the tv with like the waterfalls and I like go into my elven like frequency and I that's actually really funny because I'm always that's been a big thing the past I'd say like month or two like around Christmas I watched the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy again and I got really deep into the energy of it Legolas was my first crush first love ever I had like a huge poster of him on my wall when I was little (laughs) point is 
that's yeah a perfect like explanation and visual as well for like the energy I'm talking about you know (laughs) yeah I have to tell you a story now I follow you on Instagram and um, you made this reel which was so like very fairy very earthy very like Lord of the Rings and you had this track of the Rivendale track yeah. or something and then like, well, I was like I, wa- I think I watched it like five times and then I showed my husband and he watched it he's like I need to get this song immediately and he's like really into fantasy too yeah. and so he, I, I for the next couple of days I like just heard him listen to that song on repeat because <laughs> he because it was so unique with like the bass drop and like yeah, the so way good. that I know yeah and I was like oh I'm so upset it's not longer. Did he find the real track? It's like 20 seconds and it's so good. Oh yeah, you can find it on Spotify. It's longer. It's way longer. Oh my god. Stop. Okay, I'm going to I can't wait. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Um that's awesome. <laughs> I really want to I want to get into believe, but I have a few more questions I want to ask about you. Yeah. Um what's your sun, moon and rising? My sun is in Leo my moon is in Gemini and my rising is Cancer oh I get the Cancer yes. from you whenever people whenever people like get to know me a little bit they're always like oh like the Cancer and it's not one that I um felt like super attuned to for a while um but now it makes a lot of sense in terms of perception and how people see me because I am extremely like maternal and nurturing and like warm and watery and soft I appear very soft I think to people at first yeah even though you're a Leo (laughs) even though it ain't the whole truth at all (laughs) um and of course astrology you know with the three means there's so much more more yeah yeah but um those are my three that's awesome I like that Uh, yeah okay so now I want to get into a little bit of your story it's a big loaded question but how do I want to ask you this (sighs) Tell me a little bit about your journey. You're coming to your work, your calling. What inspires you? What was the calling for you? What was that catalyzing moment for you? Because I feel like everybody has a catalyzing moment if they wake up and they realize, okay, I'm put on this earth to be a mirror, be a guide, be a teacher, be a healer. There's something that's deeply personal that they've gone through, but catalyzes them onto this path like what was what was that for you Mm -hmm. well the journey it like I mentioned earlier it definitely always had a webbing you know of the intrigue and the desire to be curious and learn and understand life and the knowing that there's a lot more you know possibility and imagination and intelligence that was the main thing for me growing up um I just always had such a belief in people like I was such a I held people to this high 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 uh you know standard because I saw so much beauty in them and I also saw the dichotomy of um culture and like the school system and the people I was around when I was younger and I also saw how much you know, like pain and wounding and just like the human experience was a part of us. So I always like wanted to understand that and be almost 
which is like it sounds kind of crazy but like literally when I was younger as a teen I was like I want to like be that bridge to like show people you know the divine power and I know it doesn't sound crazy it's more so because that was a huge undertaking for a teen girl like my mission was like extremely intense it wasn't Mm -hmm. like I just want to you know enjoy the process and be in the youth it was like I wanted to change the world like I wanted people to like wake up it was so intense and um at the same time I was experiencing it really deeply in my own personal life because my dad when I was 13 was diagnosed with various very deep mental illnesses and so I grew up almost seeing um an example as well of somebody in suffering you know constantly with their own with their own self and that being a close parent in my heart was like my own activation a really deep initiation as well into the healing path and um learning boundaries and learning Mm. my own self expression and standing my ground and expressing my truth even when it was uncomfortable all these things but point is it began with a big desire to like merge these worlds you know of um the way I was seeing things pan out in terms of people just kind of going with the flow, but not really feeling happy, applying to colleges, but not knowing what they wanted to do, feeling the social pressure. Like I just never really got it, you know? And um, I always felt like I wanted to, like, I wasn't always a highly, highly spiritual person, um, but I was very philosophical, very, curious very belief oriented and like loving in terms of that I believe in the world I believe in the force of nature I believe that there's so much beauty going on here and I want people to recognize that more about themselves um so it was always very philosophical for me and then when I was 17 or 18 a good friend that I made took me to a psychic medium that had helped him a lot in his own journey And I didn't believe in, you know, like spirit guides or the presence of, you know, I I just really didn't have like a deep, um, it just wasn't super there for me. And that experience like totally shifted Mm. me entirely because there was so much that she knew that there was no way she could have known. And it was like definitely my first clicking initiation moment because she also in a way kind of took me under her wing and shared a lot with me about my own calling in that path as well. And how I was kind of in the years to come in my lifetime going to be in a similar position as her in terms of being like an intuitive. That didn't surprise me at all. Cause I was like, yeah, like I've been <laughs> very intuitive my entire life, but I never saw it as being like my calling, you know, I was always just kind of like, um, an emotional person going through life and trying to help people mm-hmm. <laughs> very much so like an empath a martyr very much so going through my own um, teenage you know classic experiences that we all know and know mm-hmm. and love the teenage years um, so the catalyst moment was me understanding okay I'm definitely here to be a guide I want to make a difference I was seeing how much I cared about helping others emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I always felt super drawn to alternative medicine, Eastern healing, energy work. I started to, I had my first like experience getting Reiki during a massage. And I was like, oh, like felt it, you know, in such a sensory way. 
started opening up, learning about, you know, all the esoteric things. And I was like, I totally want to do this for a living. Like I totally see myself doing energy work, doing like meditation, giving all these tools to people. But this was in like 2000, like nine, you know what I mean? And, and these ideas were not as trendy as they are now. And part of even like the healthcare system, like cool right now, it's such a cool journey to be on to see people really take seriously like the healing arts and the metaphysical and the mind and the Mm -hmm. body relationship as being a real tangible important valuable super important piece um so I had a lot of insecurity around claiming that for myself like I was like my family is not gonna like like let me do that for a living like that's not like a career path (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I'm gonna study energy work like I was super insecure about it. Um, And I had found this school in Arizona called the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts that offered all of these modalities, a whole holistic health curriculum. And it was like a trade school. It was literally like a Hogwarts. Like the shit that they offered was like so cool. And (laughs) I remember being like obsessed. Like when I landed on that homepage, this was like age 18 or whatever. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. And I was going to go for massage. And with that, add in all the other, you know, more like woo woo new age things, because I wanted it to still be like, tangible, because once again, I had a huge insecurity around just like claiming my spiritual side fully. So um, I ended up telling my mom, I was like, hey, I really want to go here. And she was like, absolutely not. She's like, you don't even like do your laundry. I was like a youngin. I was a baby really looking back you know and she was like you're not moving because I'm from Maryland so she was like you're not moving across the country on your own to go to this school and how do you know you even like want to do this she was like you might like break your body with massage I mean she was just like hitting me with all the things and I was like really upset um because my mom is is such a supportive beautiful being and also thank god she said that because it wasn't time but it was my first time feeling very like, man, you're like telling me I can't do something. And this is like my calling. Like, what do you mean? So um, <laughs> it's really funny telling this story. Uh, it's a very cool story. So then I ended up being like, you know what, what can I do? That's like socially acceptable that I can kind of like still do my thing while also being, you know, in the status quo and so I was like I should do social work I was like that's so me you know everything going on with my family everything going on with like my social change like revolutionary spirit I was like let's go I'm gonna do like social work I found this school that was um in Maryland so it was in state that I could go to so it was like covering all these bases of like the right thing to do and even though I knew very, very deep down that it was like my second option and my like not real heart's resonance. I had relief, you know, that I had like an answer. So I was like, let me just do this. I ended up applying. I was getting excited, convincing myself it was the right thing. And when I got my letter back in the mail, um, I opened it. And it was accepting me into the school. And as soon as I read the words that said, like, congratulations, Lauren, there was a voice in my head that said no. Mm. And I had never, to my awareness, had an experience like that before. And it was so loud and so clear that I couldn't 
ignore it. And it it really jarred me because I was like, just trying to do my thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I just have this very loud, bold voice, which is mine, just saying like, no. And it was like, just a full on timeline, just shift, you know, because as soon as I heard those words, I was like, all right, there's no way that I can follow through with this. It was very uncomfortable because I had to dive into the complete my plan, it doesn't exist anymore. What am I going to like do with my life now? You know? Mm -hmm. So luckily my mom really embraced me and she was like, you know what, Lauren, like, if you don't know what you want to do right now, like maybe you just work, you know, and take um, some time off. Cause I'd been going to community college at this point and studying like health education. So she was like, you don't have to like go to university right now. Like maybe just chill, you know, like Mm -hmm. just work and do your thing. And I was like, Oh, like I didn't even know that was like an option what a gift that was uh I know I was like this would have been nice on this conversation like a year ago because I always put a lot of pressure on myself that's one thing about me I will openly say like a lot of pressure and a lot of um out of love really but there's also a lot more going on there in terms of just like wanting to always do things perfectly you know and so long story short um my whole path changed entirely. And I spent about three to four months in like deep, like prayer, you know, and really putting, because I'd been self-studying this whole time still in the healing arts and really getting into meditation, getting really deep into like altering my belief systems. And I would go out and like sit by the same tree and go hard with my like affirmations <laughs> you know and I would just be like I don't know why this is happening but I know that there's like a purpose I know that I I know that you know everything is going to come to me everything all the answers that I need like please you know spirit direct me please like step in because after being introduced of course to guides and the whole metaphysical world I had started to really connect hard with my own um, spirit and within like three to four months, one of my friends came over on Christmas Eve and we were doing this whole tarot reading. It was really crazy. And um, we were basically saying like, if I continue to ignore my heart and ignore like what I meant to do, you know, what will happen? And Mm. we drawed, we drawed the world card and it was upside down. And it was like, and the voice in my head was like, your world will be upside down. And I was like, oh, And we had this crazy conversation about like what I really want to do. I was like, man, there's this school in Arizona and that's always what I wanted to do. And she was like, doesn't Ryan live in Arizona, which was one of our best friends from high school. And I was like, he does. And she was like, you should message him. Maybe you should just like go visit the school. So I did. He lived 20 minutes from the school. I went to visit. I ended up going to the school. And this was like three to four years later when I was 21 going on 22 studied energy work meditation I got my aesthetics license so I worked in spas for a while doing skincare which like helped me to understand people and working with their energy before I fully stepped into like what I do now I became a certified aromatherapist like I was just blasting off you know and um that's what the catalyst moment was for me it was choosing to really go with like the dream and it came with a lot of um, fear, you know, is important Mm -hmm. to say, because I picked up everything and I moved from my childhood home. I'd never lived anywhere else. And I knew like one or two people where I was moving. I moved in with a girl off Craigslist that I met like once, like there was so much 
leaping in that experience but it sealed in it was like me claiming like no like I am going to do this and everything in my life changed you know and Mm. so now like even though that was eight years ago or so my whole life has been built like upon that decision now you know and that kind of like choice point of can I like really lean in and do this and like believe and follow what I've been feeling my whole life or do I keep just like choosing the wishy-washy like socially you know acceptable way of wow doing yeah wow I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> hearing you because I mean I could see the Leo coming in so strong <laughs> yeah right yeah. that like yeah. conviction. I like don't fuck around under the under the surface yeah yeah like that conviction <laughs> that courage that power it seems like you've had it your whole life and that just like deep deep knowing that this is what I'm meant to do this is what I'm here to do and just like sticking with it even though like your world yeah. was telling you otherwise um that's really really powerful to hear what stood out stood out to me when you were speaking is this like is this like play with what's expected of you and then the knowing the belief the like I don't know how to even say it just like the calling piece that you you have and navigating that and then everything constantly pushing back on you being like well no this is weird this is abnormal this doesn't fit anywhere I relate Mm -hmm. to that so much Mm-hmm. so much because even to this day just a vulnerable moment here even to this day I haven't fully claimed that this is what I want to do in the world this is what I'm here to do mm-hmm. um and there's this been so much of baggage of what's been expected of me and how I'm here to perform and how I'm here to be in the world and I want to talk to you about like where did you source that from within yourself because because that voice is intangible it's not like because it doesn't show you the 10 steps it just shows you one step and you're supposed to just yeah trust it was like well. just telling me I couldn't go to this school I was like great yeah yeah, yeah. right um yeah and thank you for sharing that about yourself and it's very real because I think a lot of people haven't you know that's the constant tug of war that kind of happens internally like the the really choosing and it's not like a one choice point like I feel like I still to this day choose doing this which it's not even doing this but representing me right and that soul and that calling Mm -hmm. in my physical form like letting those two meet and that be my fullest expression of how people feel me like that is something I choose every day and I unlock like a new part of me in that every day like just a few nights ago I was in meditation I was like all right girl like like I was kind of connecting and I was like for you to proceed in the way that you know you need to, like parts of you need to die. Like you need to like that script of like, I'm not good enough. Like I can't bless you. Like it needs to die. It doesn't mean it doesn't like come back and we don't like greet it and deal with it. But like, it was just this, you know, sometimes this might be helpful for you to hear. I want to say this. There's times where I hear this, this voice that's just like, isn't it getting old? You know? Like there's that voice like two days ago. It's like, it's so cute because it's this like loving, playful, like elder you that's kind of like, aren't you just like kind of tired of of doing this? Like, isn't it getting old? You know, the self-doubt, like, aren't you just kind of over it? And that's something that um, 
really kind of collapsed for me a few months ago. And so point is that that choosing is like something that happens every day because of course it was studying it, but then it was working at a spa and like choosing to actually make the energy work and the healing arts more of the focus than the comfortable working on facials and skin and connecting with people superficially, literally, even though I was diving deep during the sessions, just like, so how are you? And like going deep with them, you know, it was that. And then it was moving again and like claiming that. And then it was doing my business just as my only income. And then it was like actually making an income. And then it was like, that's still feeling hard and literally needing to continuously choose like my belief. And that's like the strongest form. And now I have moments where I really see the world's meeting. And I think of that me at age 21, 22. And it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I like chose to go through with it because now look at the world, you know, I was afraid of all these things 10 years ago. And now I used to, when people would be like, so what do you do? Even a year ago, I would have so much anxiety come up when I had to explain or have like some kind of career conversation because I still had this fear of like, people think I'm weird. People are going to judge me. They're going to be like, oh, energy work or meditation or like, oh, spiritual awareness, intuitive development. Now, since one, I've claimed it and two, because it is becoming a primary need for like evolution when I tell people what I do, they're like inspired. They're like, that's amazing. Good for you. So there's a lot at play there. Um, but to answer your question of like where that source is from, do you mean the the belief despite the unknown or like the the first step, even though you don't know the path ahead? Like what what piece are you asking about what? there? sourcing the the belief like Mm -hmm. this like the judgment that you have upon yourself and then like you know other people's other people the pushback that you got Mm -hmm. but then there's this knowing within you that is like this is the way and then your guides being like no 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 and this is the way like Mm -hmm. trusting that but also sourcing like personally like I struggle with that like what I what I'm here to do in the world doesn't fit anywhere Mm-hmm. And how do you still stand behind it and claim and believe like, well, this is it, like sourcing that conviction? Yeah. Uh, in my, ex- this is just my personal experience. I think it's different for everyone. I always feel like I got just enough like synchronicity or just enough of a weird little moment that would make me be like, hmm, like something's kind of edging me forward, you know, like. And for me, I had to constantly remind my like primal brain that would be freaking out of like, you're always going to be okay. Like, that's a big thing that happens where you're probably like afraid of occupying these spaces because it's like a, this primal desire for security, you know, and you need to like really remind yourself, like, for example, with me moving, it was like, what if, what if, and I was like, then I just come back. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, dude, chill out. You know what I mean? Because I think also really intuitive people get like really serious and really deep and like really analyze shit sometimes. And it's like, ultimately, just try and like, yeah, take that first step. And if it starts really feeling incorrect and you're not moving forward with that faith, then like reevaluate. Like there's this concept. I was watching some TED talk one time. I don't know who it was, but like bless up whoever was speaking to this. And they were just saying like, 
you take the first step and then you get feedback and you have the ability to like reevaluate and then take the next step. Like it doesn't have to be this terrifying, like quantum. I'm never good. Like it just becomes so serious. And I think so big sometimes. So for me having that really serious, intense, right? Like Leo powerhouse side, I always have to dive back into my playful, like open-hearted possibility possibility oriented self that knows like it's gonna be okay and where I sourced that from it took me a while for me to realize that it was actually often sourced like yes from that spirit and that belief but in a physical way from nature like I spent Mm. a lot of time going into my backyard woods walking seeing just observing and taking in the beauty of the natural world because when you really spend time in the natural world you see truth it's like a story laid out like it's like a a, it's like all these little messages live in the kind of poetry of how nature works and so you know trees that withstand the most wind are always the strongest like there's all these messages in nature of like the diversity and like intensity of sometimes going through those initiations that are really uncomfortable because it builds really strong powerful you know, plants and really strong, powerful trees. And so for me, there was a lot of metaphors that gave me faith because I'd go out and be like, okay, nothing stays the same. Things die and then they come back to life. Like everything circulates and shifts and moves. So like, I have to believe that by law, because I'm fucking here on earth and I'm a human being and I'm nature, by law, the same has to exist for me. So like, no matter how scary and terrifying and like, death oriented this feels of like leaving behind what I once knew I am shown proof through nature and through the natural world that it doesn't ever remain that way you know Mm -hmm. and I have to to trust so there really was always a deep connection that I had with like the world of nature and the spirit there and it always fed me a lot of like I got you you know like I'm I'm gonna support you um because that's what this planet you know does (laughs) it's a you know a planet of like giving and receiving and point is um those are kind of two things that have always helped me a lot you know one taking it a bit less seriously and viewing life as like an adventure and a story and like people joke about it now with the whole like main character energy but it is it is true. true those ebbs and flows and like my greatest fear in life was always feeling like I didn't honor you know all of me and really like try and um it feels really good to know that like I have so for you just know that whatever it is that you're juggling in terms of that like claiming one don't be so hard on yourself and let it let it just happen and attune to those like other forces that are here to support you and really be in that like energetic trust and prayer and also like really look at your um values and what matters most to you in life you know and start to like observe where that's synchronized and where you're feeling called to go deeper and do it both through action but also lightheartedness you know of just being like what's the absolute worst that could happen does that feel possible you know could I hold that do I have support like I never recommend for people to just make erratic decisions when they're not like 
intuitively aligned, you know, but, um, I think removing some of the pressure and being more lighthearted and also committing to your own like vision, you know, is, a really powerful and knowing what's yours and what isn't you know where Mm -hmm. that vision is coming from Mm -hmm. sometimes also people just desire to be different follow what's really you know cool and like interesting and provides like freedom like right now even entrepreneurship it's like this whole like leave your nine to five anyone who works a regular job is like not in their genius and that's not true True, that's like so fucking toxic to say Mm -hmm. to a collective culture and not everyone is meant to be occupying the same place. So point is, it's like, yes, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there and let you talk for a second. I want to just, I wanted to just tell you this as you're speaking, you occupy such a space of power. Like, oh, thank you. And. I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you because I'm just like feeling your power speak. And this is something that I have been so, um, let's, let's say blind to within myself, my own power. And um, I've had like a very traumatic childhood where my psyche and my emotional, mental, you know, myself was broken and fractured and shattered into pieces at a very early age. And I lived with the repercussions of that um, fracture for a very long time. And, but it's interesting because this past year, it's like, I was talking to you about this in our energy session, like a lion being guide came through when it was just like the, the, the courage and the power that he occupied it's like, this is where you need to go in order for you to let go of this broken, woes me, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable storyline that you're sitting in your whole life. And you, I'm, it's, it's like asking you to come into conviction and belief within yourself. And that's interesting because that's why I did the energy, energy session with you because I was like belief and power. Like I felt that from you. And I want to offer that reflection because your power really comes through and I really feel the conviction, but it's a very like humble conviction. It's not like a angry or egoic conviction. It's a very humble conviction because it's like, I know who I am. And it's like, I'm sourced from that space, even though, you know, I might have days where it's like, but I, I, I can stay grounded and rooted. And when you're talking about the trees, like, I feel like that's what the tree really teaches, at least teaches me is to how to stay, how to stay rooted in who you be. Yes. But I really want to talk to you about like the belief aspect, like coming into a place of self-belief, conviction in knowing yourself and activating that inner power. And like, really, like I see, like for me personally, it's like putting my crown on and sitting on my throne and being like, I'm ruling my kingdom now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just a peasant hoping that this is how it's going to go for me or whatever. Like some, I'm going to miraculously wake up one day and like not feel these really annihilating ways about myself. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I totally know what you mean. And the thing is like, you were never a peasant. That's like the truest thing though. You know, like it, it felt that way maybe in the kingdom. And even while you were sharing, like I really felt what you were saying about like, this has been a constant, Thing I've had to return to in my life because from an early age like I was 
you know, split and broken and so much happened in my life. And like, you kind of can ask yourself, like, what got you through that? Like, you're still here today, seeking, mm-hmm. being committed to yourself, following your desire for truth and growth. And that alone is like a huge victory. So maybe there's still a part of you there, there is that story of like, I'm still, you know, finding my way and still like, recovering, etc, which can be true and also what can also be true with that is and you had this huge piece of something that brought you to where you are today despite those experiences you know being a good person showing up in who you are showing up providing like content like this for people and like really leading authentic emotional conversations like that's incredible so it would probably feel really good for you to also recognize that And that is one thing that's helped me the most with that, you know, power and belief is like, because the inner critic was always just so strong for me, I had to really reset my focus on what I was really good at and what I was doing really well and how courageous I was, you know, despite some of the environmental influences and despite like some major shit that I definitely experienced, you know? Um, So that lion being, I totally feel like that as well, totally came forward and was like, hey, like, get on my back, like, let's go, you know, I have things to show you and um, really having fun with that too. And like connecting, that's one thing I've always done. I've always connected with those beings that come forward, whether it's like, quote, unquote, real to people or not, the power of your imagination and to be like Mm -hmm. creative and just like explore like stop being so freaking people like dissect the shit out of everything and it's like just like explore it have some fun like see what comes through and like interact with it like to this day that's been one of the greatest things to build my intuition and my connection is just like going into those guided spaces or meditations or visions and then like seeing what happens and just interacting with what comes forward and it is very real because now to this day you know I get a lot of information and feedback on how I move forward from my travels into meditation and into, you know, whatever you want to call it, the living sea of consciousness and energy and life force that runs through everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like I'm just like on my, on a hole (laughs) on it right now. So I'm going to say what comes through, but um yeah, you were just speaking to the belief. Yeah, developing and, self-belief, like getting yeah. into like the very intentional practice of developing self-belief. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's, it is really unique. This is why like the energy work is so beautiful, because you can really dive in with like the individual story, because what's altered people's self-belief is all different. You know what I mean? Um, but Oftentimes, if there were a connecting thread, it's when you're tuning into the outside opinion and structures and belief current more than your own, right? Like wanting feedback, wanting approval, wanting validation. Yeah, validation rather than it starting from the inside out first, you know? And that is the importance of like your spiritual practice and devotion, because 
the main, you know, stream current is like constant phone involvement and getting phone calls and getting texts and having media. And even when, you know, we go outside, sometimes you see so many people still on their phone and like in another world. So the first step truly for, I'm speaking more to like a, a human, anyone right now listening, as opposed to you specifically, because I do know you like a bit more and I'm not going to like go all the way in there. But point is, um, with that self-belief, the first thing, and this was my step in the journey was I had to completely like pull out back into my own energy to even dissect like what I was feeling and, and what was going on. And when I still lived in Maryland before that, you know, experience of going to the school, I was in friend circles that really like siphoned my energy that didn't fully honor me. And there was so much going on. I was so entangled with everyone's experiences, everyone's energy, all the ways that I wanted to help them. I was so involved is the point in all these energies outside of mine in the belief that I was helping and like stewarding love but Mm -hmm. I was like a skeleton you know what I mean so point is (laughs) it's like a huge thing I speak to now where it's like is that really what's best you know at the end of the day like yes let's always give out from an infinite well but we need to be really nourishing ourselves and tapping in and pulling away from the things that do feel like siphons and that's really where the belief comes from because it's a natural state once you start flowing back into yourself and like giving yourself love you do believe in yourself because you start seeing like more clear and you start seeing Mm. just the product of your experiences a lot of the time and you've just developed these stories and none of that is actually you know defining all of your entirety or like how monstrous and magnificent you are so oftentimes it's like where's your attention going you know, Mm. because that's a huge part of the belief conversation. Mm. It's really interesting. Things that stood out to me is asking yourself the question, what are you entangled in? Yeah. Where's your attention going? Because those are places then you're sourcing your identity, your sense of self, your perception from. And then the other thing that stood out to me is that you said belief is your natural state. It's kind of like I see it is this way is like you take your eyes away from external and you kind of turn it inside. And it's interesting because I call this practice self-devotion, where mm-hmm. it's like you become in devotion with yourself rather than devoted to sourcing yourself from outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that entanglement is so crucial. And another thing that I also just thought about that's been huge for me when it comes to my self-belief is recognizing that I wasn't celebrating my accomplishments and I wasn't celebrating the things that were happening. Mm. This is like so simple, but once you get real with yourself, you realize that you probably don't do it as often as you know you mm-hmm. you think that you do because for example, especially in like the self-development world, it's all about like processing your trauma and like processing the hard stuff and like going into the subconscious and reframing the mind all these things which is lit all about it have definitely done it however I got so deep into that world that I was just processing like the things that I was seeing as flaws in me and I wasn't which is an even more powerful energy celebrating 
the things that were like victorious though you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and I would like cross these huge thresholds of even like yeah I moved but then I would be like all right like it was always just like on to the next thing you know what I mean and I was just never like at ease nothing ever felt good enough and I Mm -hmm. just had this big aha moment of like oh I'm not like celebrating much at all you know I'm not like stopping to I'm stopping the process but I'm not stepping stopping also to celebrate and to like encourage myself and to see like clearly the things that I'm really succeeding at you know and even on a collective scale given these past two years it's like seeing what is going on with like the nervous system and the ways people are still just like in their heart and like looking out and there's so much good still happening that everybody needs to like take a stop just being a human on earth right now and be like whoa mm-hmm, <laughs> that, just, mm-hmm. that happened like we're in this crazy historical context and like in the present moment need to process some of the the crazy shifts that are occurring you know in our world so point is it's like that frenetic energy kind of needs to be stopped and you need to just have like a whole afternoon you know like take a whole day to just be like in your celebration and just like think and reflect on all the beautiful things you've done and one thing I love to do to get into that energy is I'll make a playlist I call it like Mm. a life playlist and I literally put down the most like pivotal songs that have made me think about like certain chapters of my life and then I just listen to all of them and I feel you know the story of everything that I've been through in more of like an emotional context since it's music you know and sound and it takes you back into different memories and it gives you this really whole complete perspective on how much you've been through in a really like self-honoring way rather than a what more needs to be done it's just like Mm -hmm. we're here and I'm going to celebrate the whole journey you know what I mean Mm -hmm. even if it's Mm -hmm. not where you thought you would be none of that matters you know what I mean it's like the self the need for self-nourishment from the self is so important and Mm -hmm. being surrounded by those people that are gonna reflect back to you you know how beautiful you are if you're doing all of that on your own, but your environment sucks, then <laughs> it's a more uh, chaotic process. It's not impossible by any means, but one of, you know, of course, the quickest ways to shift to yourself is to shift like who's giving you that feedback and who you're interacting with and mm. what the people around you, what their energetic devotion, you know, is like and what kind of people they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That was such a hard lesson for me to learn because I was surrounded by people who were toxic and mean and Mm. could only see the bad in me and negative in me. And that's I was constantly what was being pulled out. Like, oh, you're like this, you're like this, you're like this. So I was like, oh, this is how I must be. So working on that self-belief was really, really hard for me. And it's interesting because I'm no longer in that environment, but it's like the orientation still functions in that way so for me it's been like an uphill battle to like rewire my entire nervous system and mind Mm -hmm. yes because even though it's something that happened in the past it took authority you know for for so long yeah oh that's really interesting that has my power I want to ask you what 
does your power feel like to you? Mm. Um, you know, it, it feels like this malleable, like ever present. So earlier, you know how we were talking about like, oh, the cancer, the softness, there was a lot of times where I didn't see that as power. I've only seen power as that like intense, like I am felt, I am black. Yeah. But, um, my power is so it's like it's like the wind or like like air right like I have a huge affinity with the air elements it's this like transformer and it's like it's not seen but it's extremely powerful you know that alone takes down trees and that alone will you know cause tsunamis you know for example and it's what you said about being humble it's not something that needs to be seen always per se and there's a lot of times for me um where I'm constantly holding that energy and really like pouring out into people and I know that there's no one else that will ever know about it like it's not publicized it's not like talked about I don't feel this desire to like prove anything anymore to people and that's a huge like power source for me and uh my power you know, with that air and that sky element also feels like lightning. Like I know when to just like speak from the heart and how that can like really um, hit someone like a, like a bolt of lightning, you know, like a, like a spark of truth, you know? Um, So my power feels like um, just the knowing that it can always change form and how it comes through and be equally powerful, you know, Mm. like, it can be soft because that's what that person needs at that time. Just to let me for me to just let them speak for a whole hour and just be there not saying a word, but like holding this constant field of just like flowing water, you know, like I got you, like that's power. And power is also some, most of the energy of what I've held, you know, during this podcast of also just being very deliberate and very strong in my vocal expression and like really owning you know all of me but there are times where uh the power source has nothing to do with like being heard you know Mm. what I mean and like everything to do with just the the everyday you know like the the commitment like I it's it's been a long journey for me to you know be able to own that and so I really do it now with um like you said with a humble nature but also knowing that I will like claim that for myself because there were so many times similar to you where I was you know so um mistreated for my giving nature for my like light that it got so warped that like now that I've transmuted that it's my job to hold that frequency because it makes it felt available and like matched then by everyone around me you know so that's kind of what it feels like it feels like this entity of its own you know that um really just moves with intelligence um similarly to the elements of knowing you know when to be soft and when to be fiery and when to be more like etheric and you know wispy and all of that you know Mm -hmm. so it's um like a chameleon it's like a little lizard my power is like a little lizard just hanging out with me um but yeah that's that's how I I sense it it's just like a 
a part of me, you know, now it's not something that I have to invoke. It's something I used to call upon, you know, all the Mm. time, right? We do that all the time. Like I invoke like my power as if it's like gone and then we like retrieve it for a meditation. Like it doesn't work that way. It's like the true knowing that it's not going anywhere because you claim it to be so like Mm. period. You know what I mean? It's just like a, a commitment to knowing that it doesn't have to do with the situation that you're in. It's a life force human. I am alive. I am here. Like it's, we keep, I'm just kind of like over it where we keep glorifying other things, you know, but ourselves like Mm. glorifying nature, glorifying all these beautiful things or other people who have made it to a certain degree. And it's all just expressions and reflections of what we have, you know, within us it sounds it sounds cliche but it's not something that comes and goes that you need to like stabilize you know what I mean it's like knowing that even when you're a little mop on the floor like crying not knowing what's coming next like you're still the same powerful being it's just a matter of those choice points of of belief you know to Mm. bring back to bring it back full circle like we've really malfunctioned in the way that we define power you know and how it's like only seen as being in a certain few expressions you know of like the success the confidence the clarity the knowing power is also going into the unknown having that confusion feeling afraid feeling insecure because you feel those things does not mean you're not powerful it's just the matter of knowing that they won't ever be there to stay and that's mm. the transmutation never attaching to any of it you know what I mean and being like I'm going in I'm having a breakdown and I'm like going in we're gonna let it like <laughs> fully express because I know that that's not my final form you know everything is constantly moving and changing and shifting and evolving so um the power is recognizing that you're never defined by a current moment and you're so much mm. more vast than any of that you know yeah that's a great piece to remember is you're ever you're ever changing constantly nothing really is gonna stick I think that's so important I feel like this is such a perfect segue to talk about the emotional awareness piece yes yes um yeah how are you supposed to ever become you know how are you supposed to ever be ever flowing and changing and shifting and not identifying too strongly to one state if you're not in tune you know with the emotions right because that's the true guide and I've found through personal experience of how I've related with my emotions and also through guiding so many people that people often don't want to go into that true like emotion of something they're feeling whether it's like grief or disappointment you know pain sadness feeling let down because they're afraid it will it will define them and once they Mm. feel that it will like almost like erupt and then just be intact for forever like you know when people are like I don't want to be angry I don't want to feel that because then I'll be like angry and it will like be my definition of self for the rest of my life or something but often what happens is once people allow that to be expressed it then moves you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and it it carries on and it like transcends and it allows us to continue to move and process in new ways rather than stay in this stuck 
you know, state. Um, I'll never forget because like I said, growing up very like philosophical and mental and more analysis based, even though I was very intuitive, like it made me often process my emotions mentally, not like, yes, thematic. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Dude, it's such a real thing. Like it is something like traumatic would happen. And I would be like, Hmm. And I'd be like thinking about it. And I'd be like, yes. And I feel blank because of blank. Like it was all very like linear and like mm-hmm. not a heart based thing. It was like a mind based thing. Yeah. But I'd be like, so-and-so treated me like this and it makes me feel and it was always so like mental and I I realized it was just like a, you know, a big safety thing and a desire thing, yeah. to be Protection. In, in control because I was like, if I can understand and perceive the emotion, then I can like make something positive out of it and keep carrying on. But I never fully would go into my emotional truth. And then whenever I would do that it was like the deepest like exhale you know in the deepest sigh like a big memory for me was a few years ago when I was in a relationship and it was really hard for me to leave it because there was nothing like quote unquote deeply wrong right with the relationship really amazing person we got along super well but it was just not a match anymore at that point in time and we were both you know showing up in different ways and I was so terrified and afraid of like breaking up with him because Mm -hmm. of how scary and hard and like all the fear of like, what if I never find someone better and I'm just over expecting like all that nonsense. And so I ended up obviously getting the courage to um, break up with him. And I remember having this like crazy vivid memory of like all the fear coming up. And it was when I was really starting to work with my emotions more. And I was like, what would happen if I just like really went in right now? If I just like ugly heave cried, like, like all the way, you know, um, rather than trying to be so strong and like, I got this. And like, yeah, I understand this is normal for me to feel this way because we're breaking up and I'm just going to keep moving. Like there was always this just like nonstop. My friends used to be like, you just bulldoze things. Like you just can bulldoze through your emotions. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was like such a dope, like mm-hmm. epic thing about me. And they meant it in like highest regard. They were like, wow, like you're like indestructible. But as I got older, I was like, oof, like there's a lot going on there though, of me not being willing to be vulnerable and fully give in to my, like, I have no idea what's happening next. And I'm terrified. Like energy that weakness like that ability to really be vulnerable so point is you know this breakup happened I remember I like put down my phone and this music was playing and this song came on and it was about like water and it was like this melodic soft like beautiful like female voice just like singing about the ocean or something and I like literally fell to the ground it was the most dramatic like I kind of was laughing like looking at it from the outer angle afterwards but I like fell to the ground and was like sobbing heaving like moving through some like big energy on the ground and I remember being like this is terrifying because I don't think once I feel this I'll come out of it you know like I think once I dive into that pain I don't know if I'm gonna be okay which is where people stop their emotions because they're Mm -hmm. like afraid of what could happen if they feel that thing but ironically it went on hard for like five minutes of just straight, you know, sobbing, heaving, like some like exorcism type shit. And then after (laughs) after five minutes, it was just like, 
I just like stopped, you know, mm-hmm. and I just like took a deep breath and like the openness and like removal of all that anxiety and like fear that I had been feeling was so potent that I was like, oh, like there's something to this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really important to feel your emotions. And, you know, a lot of the anxiety people have as well is something's being barricaded, something's being resisted, like what, what fear is coming up, what emotion is coming up that just wants you to hang out with it. So one of my favorite things is like, I'll just put my hands on my heart and just be like, what do you need? Like, what do you want me to hear today? Or like, what message do you have for me today? Like what's going on? Because quite honestly, sometimes if I don't stop to like do that and check in, I will just like keep going because I'm still really claiming and I'm in a huge initiation right now of my emotional intelligence and like really mm. owning my my feminine emotional like wholesomeness rather than being that really strong like mentally dominant human because that's where my magic happens I'm such an emotional being you know so point is there um there's a lot to be felt in the body and it's a huge you know compass point and it's not a definite thing. Like just because you feel one emotion doesn't mean it's going to take over, you know? And if Mm -hmm. that does feel really scary, that's why calling in support is so important in whatever form of like therapy or energy work or support, even if just a loved one or a friend that you have, like you also don't need to go through it alone. People Mm -hmm. are afraid of being vulnerable and being that friend to call someone up and being like, Hey, like, I'm really moving through something and like, can you encourage me or just like help me, you know, right now. And that's so powerful to ask for help from the people that love you because ironically, anyone listening to this and I'm sure you, you're probably always that friend to other people. So why the hell can you not do that for yourself? Mm. You know what I mean? I was always that friend to other people. And like, now I know that there are people that I can go to, but like, it's about doing it. Like I mm-hmm. have to go to them. They can't mm-hmm. read my mind and know what I'm, you know, working through. And the same goes for if you don't have those physical people, go to spirit, like mm-hmm. go out into nature and yeah, go out to the invisible realms that you believe in. If you, Even if you don't believe in much, just believe in the collective unknown of mystery that there's something there, you know, put it all out there of like, hey, I'm working and moving through these emotions like may you come in and and assist me and support me through this process because I know I do not have to do it alone and that Mm -hmm. alone is like really powerful to do so there's always support systems available in that emotional processing like I think just processing our emotions in real time and observing the way they fluctuate throughout the day is like so sacred and Mm -hmm. mastery level shit you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I can't drink a lot of caffeine because it makes me less aware of my emotions and it makes Uh. me like a wild horse but I love it so whenever I'm stepping into new upgrades I like can I have to do green tea and like be taking my herbal tinctures and stuff because otherwise I'm like insane (laughs) so I can't do caffeine at all green tea black tea nothing Wow. Nothing like my sensitivity. I don't know. I just finished my Saturn return, but my sensitivity has gone off the charts. Like 
smells like you were talking about your aromatherapy um course yeah, yeah. and I can't I can't even do smells like it's wow. so overwhelming for my system like, like sensory like, overload what what happened um so I just get it's like my my husband says my nose is like a wolf mm-hmm. like most people smell things at like this octave and I smell it like in the full range and it's way too much energy, like way too strong. And so the only grounded throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like also the difference is it's what type of smell is it? There's a lot of artificial smells. Yes. There's a lot of artificial smells and I have a very, very strong, like aversion, like, yeah. Yeah. to artificial smells whereas good that's a blessing I wish like people <laughs> like whereas things that are more like in nature and I think I like essential oils but I think because they're so potent yes I was just it's thinking that. it's too sensory overload for me whereas mm-hmm. like a nice like rosemary sprig is enough mm-hmm. but the I try mm-hmm. to diffuse rosemary essential oil and I'm just like I can't handle it like I have to turn it off in a minute Totally. I totally feel that. I feel like you would be like, it would be so beautiful to work with like a hydrosol or like a floral water because that's the byproduct of the distillation of the essential oil. So it has like the same magic and scientific chemical properties, but it doesn't have the concentration. Cause yeah, an essential oil, even though I'd be curious what kinds you've been working with, but even the purest, most, you know, therapeutic grade artisan, magical, you know, frankincense from Europe like could really really destruct someone's shit if they have a a, a smell sensitivity because it's so strong strong yeah um but yeah I was thinking that I was like but I wonder if you were making like a rose tea you know and sitting with it and like the aroma was like wafting up I was like I wonder if that's even too stimulating for her but I feel like that would be really beautiful but I mean we do live in a world of everything being super synthetic a lot of the time when it comes to aromatics um so I'm not I'm not surprised and that's why I was like well in a way that's kind of a gift because you're gonna avoid you know those, yeah like, disruptors then yeah well, I, what I do is what I did over the summer is I create something called moon water I found yeah. a cult I found a cauldron at the thrift store mm-hmm. and I put it out into the full moon and then I take um uh lavender and I like just let lavender infuse into it and then I put it in a spray bottle and that's like my water aroma water because that's like what I can handle yeah yeah and you still get to work with the plants all the same Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah just like steam distilling like my roommate was making on like this rosemary water for her hair the other day and she got some rosemary and like chopped it and put it um and just like simmered it on the oven and that was like so aromatic and I was like yeah it's no wonder like essential oils need to be treated so revel you know with Mm -hmm. such reverence because imagine like a hundred plant parts Mm -hmm. all being steamed like that you know it's like pretty intense but um that's really that's really really cool that you know that about yourself I also have a very 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 strong nose um my dad growing up was a sommelier and like a master wine man so he trained his whole life developing his senses And it wasn't until I was creating this course and really tuning into like my own codes around sensory awareness and like perception and aroma and the mind and the emotions that I was like seeing that connect where I was like, oh, I'm sure there's Mm. also a biological like Mm. thing going on where he passed on to you on to me. And um, I just have always had a very sharp like palate and sense of smell and then specifically working with 
plants and oils even more to a tune that has been like really interesting because it's such a great way to remain present like people need tools and the senses same with the emotions like that awareness of the sensory body is so crucial you know like how often do you sit and just kind of like not have music or like all these things going on and just kind of like focus just on what you're seeing like Mm -hmm. what just on what you're smelling just on what the senses are in your body and where you're holding tension like to isolate those experiences are um so simple which is also what makes them so powerful because they often Mm. get overlooked you know it reminds me of this is like when you think of your bioenergetic field or your auric field like your your emotional body is the closest to your physical body and your etheric body it's like then Mm -hmm. it's like it goes up in layers Mm -hmm. and I and I like always say is like emotions are the first access point to your spirit Mm-hmm. right and we always go to the mind first but it's like the emotion comes before the mind mm-hmm. and 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 for the me like is what generates the mind the mind and yeah. yeah and like and I was telling you earlier is that I spent all of 2021 working with emotions and the understanding yeah. that I that I have come to is that you know there's this fear of like if I just feel it oh shit I'm stuck here it's lost here or it's like I don't want to feel it or you're so used to feeling it that you've identified it. Yeah. 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 That you're like, I must be, I feel this way. Therefore I must be this. What I've like Mm -hmm. understood is that this is something my, my guides were telling me is that we're always your higher self, your being, even your nervous system, your biology is wired to bring you back into equilibrium. That is the reason these emotions are coming up Mm -hmm. because you're out of balance. And by feeling it is how you transmute it. And like my brain was like, wait, I don't have to sit here and like journal and like repeat affirmations and like figure out how I'm going to not feel this way. All I had to do was feeling. And by me feeling it, it was just kind of like, oh, well, the charge is not there anymore. Oh, well, I understand the, the wisdom of this emotion now. And it was just this beautiful experience of like real time alchemy happening, but it wasn't like, it wasn't mind-based at all. Like your body knows what to do. And it's just mm-hmm. like learning to trust that if you just feel it, it, it like moves. Pop. Yeah. It like projects out. It's like a little like, boop, and you're like, wait a second, excuse me. That's all. Yeah. That's all I but there's yeah. so much to getting to that point, but it's so true. I love that you bring that up because it's like, yes it's a natural like yearning right like when the body uh it's like we've started fighting the body right where it's like anxiety comes up I usually feel it if I'm experiencing anxiety through like my chest and like my heart so I'll get this like big rock and then it's like that's exactly where I feel it yeah and then it's like this like and my heartbeat's just like going crazy and so it's so funny because it's like there's that conditioning that's like oh I have anxiety oh and it's like oh and we try to like rather than right that interaction of going in and being like hey what's going on like what needs to be felt here and then you can go through it sometimes in simply minutes just through Mm -hmm. identifying the transient nature of what's going on like in that moment you know and it's it's so true that it's not something that requires these like deep lists and formulations and like a daily practice to like mantra like it's it's so ridiculous you know in a sense because 
you're so right. It's just this beautiful thing that's like, I'm pitter pattering at you because I just want to like come out and be felt for a second. And I'm just getting your attention. I'm not trying to like hurt you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to ruin your day. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm reaching my homeostasis. Like that's so true. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. It's like, no, I'm having these sensations come up because this is how I'm finding balance. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something to like curse or hate about yourself once you start experiencing something that feels more unpleasant you know it's part of that so true it's part of that alchemy and that equilibrium you know I noticed it was a big thing for me when I and this is what's so powerful about when you are a space holder and a guide and you're able to identify when someone's doing that and just stop them Mm-hmm. not like a talking thing it's like a feeling thing mm-hmm. and know how to guide the conversation to stop and be like how does that feel or like have you processed that or like just stop talking for a second one time I was getting acupuncture years ago and I was like I had gone to this trip to Europe and I had taken in a lot of energy I was processing all this shit coming back pretty ungrounded and like I was going through all this, like, I was, like, catching up my acupuncturist on all the things, and I was just, like, like, talking, 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 and I was, like, it felt, you know, really hurtful, and then this was so beautiful and so amazing, and, like, I started to get into this really impactful experience uh, that I had in Greece with these, like, beautiful brothers and these, like, men that were family of my friend that lived there, and they, like, held me and transmuted some serious, like, wounding I had towards relating with men from like relationships that I had no idea were so intense and so like alive and deep for me and I was like speaking to how transformational and like powerful and loving this experience was with these like beautiful Greek men who were Mm. like brothers and she literally stopped me and was like stop like can you just feel that Mm. for a second And as soon as she said those words, I started like weeping. And literally, if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't have like cried or just moved any energy the whole time because I was just like, like I was just in this like talking mind. Like I wasn't even feeling what I was saying. Like Mm -hmm. I was like saying all these things, but there wasn't any like feeling in my body. It was, do you know what I mean? When you're Mm -hmm. like, you haven't like bridged Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. yet and like, I was just on this automatic like loop, you know, and Mm. she said, can you just feel that? And I stopped and I sank into how meaningful like it was to feel that love. And it like really processed in that moment. And Mm. it was like so incredible. And I hadn't even stopped yet to like catch up with Mm. all the emotions that I had been feeling, you know, Mm. so it's like good for her for being such a powerful, beautiful, you know, healer and guide and like way shower in that moment because she could have easily just been like mm-hmm. yeah and just kept entertaining like but she had the <laughs> the intelligence to be like Lauren's kind of just like moving, <laughs> moving and not like really processing any of this emotion she's just speaking from you know the the mind and from the experience rather than what that experience did for her you know yeah heart. so yeah. um it's a huge conversation, you know, and I'd be really curious to hear like 
what was the other big takeaway that you had from your emotional like journey? So that's a big commitment for a year to have made all of 2021 about discovering your emotions. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't intentionally mind-based make it that way. It was just what it was like, it showed itself up. Um, The biggest awareness I have is that the way that we do a lot of like healing work in the world right now and especially the way like you see it on like social media it's like all mind-based like healing like Mm -hmm. it's so list and so masculine based where healing is a very very emotional based experience yeah like for me like I am someone who intellectualized everything intellectualized how I was feeling intellectualized all the sensations in my body and was like oh my god where is this coming from what is this related to and like how do I fix it how do I solve it and I had like you know, I need to go through like a journaling practice. I need to meditate. Like I was like, I need to do da 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 every single day because that's what's going to heal me, right? Mm-hmm. But the awareness that I had is there was so much stuff that I wasn't feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I was aware that I was feeling, let's say, feelings of inadequacy. You're so big in my nervous. My nervous system is entirely wired in feeling unsafe, which was a huge revelation that I had. Yet I was in a mental conceptual place with it, right? Mm -hmm. Intellectualizing everything that I was feeling. And then I was personally projecting and Mm -hmm. being like, oh, that makes me this feel this way, or that's true about me, or this is that. And I was doing all that. And I was not with what was happening in my own system, in my own body. Um, And what I learned is that this needs, my mind needed to turn off and I needed to just be in the experience that was happening within my system. And this is where, this is where I brought the divine mother energy in. Mm -hmm. And I read, I read, I read a poem and it has some, it was something to do with like the divine mother. But like, for me, I get like uh, images, like that's how like Mm -hmm. Claire, I don't know, it's called clairvoyant or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you like tune into your mind's eye. Yeah, to like everybody has a way that their intuition or their guides will speak to them. And for me, it's very imagery based. And I got this mm-hmm. image of like a mother and I had actually seen this guide of mine many, many years ago, but she kind of like, kind of fell out of my like awareness and she came back in. It's like holding yourself like the, like, like, like a divine mother, like the mother and just validating the emotion, acknowledging yeah. the emotion and just be like, it's okay. Like, as soon as I did that, it was like, oh, I'm allowed to feel this way. Yes. And, and, it, and, it, and it gives, it gave my nervous system that like, like we could relax. We don't need to be in fight or flight mode. We don't need to be in figure out mode. We could just relax. And as I started to like build this capacity to hold myself and just be with the emotion and in validation of the emotion, it started to like not, I don't know how to say it, the charge the and like, mm-hmm. yeah, the grip just kind of went. It was like water, right? It's not yeah. It, it, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, me feeling not good enough. That's okay. Like, yes. it's, yes. it's, it's okay. It's completely, yes. I don't amazing. need to go into like an external story identity with it. It's, it's just there and it's allowed to be there. And what I started realizing is like, and I know this is something that like, if you're an intuitive, you know, this 
your emotions are information. It's not like they're your enemies. They're just trying to tell you there's something here that was unmet. And this is something that was wired into your system, probably at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And a need here was not met. And that emotion will tell you what the need is. Mm -hmm. And my emotions started telling me what I needed to do to meet myself. And I call this process like, um, I call this like this whole journey of mine is called homecoming, but I call this like me meeting myself and coming back to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so the, the need, I oftentimes had something to do with just like acceptance. Can we just accept the way we are? Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that was so like, I think the biggest shock to my system was like, I, for so many years thought it was a mental thing. And like, I got to rewire my subconscious and I got to like, you know, affirmations and mantras, but I was like, it's not how it works. Like once you take care of the emotional body, the mental body immediately shifts to come into alignment with it. Mm-hmm. So that next time when you go do say an affirmation or something like I'm worthy, your, your mind goes, yeah, I can agree to that because mm-hmm. I feel it. I, I feel it wired in my system, in my body right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and the, and the mind is just processing what's happening in the body. Anyway, the emotions, it's just a processing system. Yeah. So that was the biggest shift I witnessed. And now it's just like, Oh, we're going to have, we're going to feel this. I have like a three-step process. I say, notice, acknowledge, validate, just do yeah. that. And it's, it's, it, I don't know about, I don't know, like, if you agree with this, but like, as I've been doing this, like, I've noticed my intuition turn online so much more. A hundred percent. And, 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 and like the exact thing that I need or the, uh, the understanding that I need comes to me. And the other thing I've also know, I've also understood is that sometimes you don't need to figure out why you're feeling what you're feeling. It's mm-hmm. irrelevant to the healing process. Mm-hmm. And if you actually need it, you'll be shown it where this was coming from. Right. It's like, you don't necessarily have to always decipher. That's why that's really beautiful. What you said about notice, acknowledge, um, validate, validate. It's like, damn it. So close. Um, yes, exactly. Because I think a big piece of that is while you were sharing that, I was like, whoa, that was so true. And also, it's like, yes, the emotions are there to show when something is like, not wrong or off, but right, seeking balance, like when something, you know, right is wrong, for sure. But then what happens is people will be like, I did something wrong. Do you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, I feel I'm feeling this way. So I like, it's like they take all of the ownership and pressure of that feeling state. And then, right, just start looping. And well, it's it- like it's so easy to go into a mental store with it and you get stuck in the mind with the emotion again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's so powerful. Like once that, once you were, once that starts to become more natural, right, through that training of like acknowledging, just like accepting and validating that validating rather than turning away from is so like powerful and beautiful and nurturing to the system. It, it becomes then more automatic, right? And then yes, the intuition totally begins to turn a dial up because it's like, oh, you're at capacity to like notice and Mm -hmm. interact more rather than just like suppress and be in self-judgment. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday I was having a lot of anxiety come up 
because I just felt like there was so much I had to like do and so much I was like getting ready for this journey and the program and everything and it was so funny because it was beautiful to see my growth because I kind of just stopped like I could have kept just like in my laptop frequency of trying to get everything done you know which ironically wasn't that much but it felt like it was a lot at the time and I was like laying there and I just like stopped and I was kind of like okay like what's going on you know how am I like I did that you know inquiry and acknowledgement of like how are you feeling and it was just kind of like I just feel like scared and there's a lot like moving right now there's a lot happening and I'm like worried and then it was just like oh okay you know what I mean and then it was like this like billowing kind of energy of like that can exist mm-hmm. you, know? and you can still like that's okay like mm-hmm. of feel that way mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's often mm-hmm. so many times of like of course you feel that way and like that's okay and okay yeah with that acceptance that's what when the power comes in that's what I was like kind of trying to speak to earlier of like the power is also like the mess it's the recognition that it's just kind of like it doesn't have to define you and all those emotions are really just different pieces of expression you know it's Mm -hmm. like we often um want to only you know feel the really exciting things and I think it's so beautiful when you can um you know just recognize that it's it's actually like you said is simple and also like it needs to be showed up to time and time again but it's so simple to just acknowledge and accept and validate the way you're feeling rather than need to like shape shift it Mm -hmm. and And make meaning out of it yes it's like dude, literally so many times over the past year, I would just be like, I feel anxious today. And I'd be like, you probably do. Yep. Makes sense. Take a look around. Great. Let's keep on moving. You know what I mean? I'm not like making light of like (laughs) the experience of anxiety or anything, but I'm thinking I've noticed other times where I've attached to it that like, I feel anxious. What do I need to do to feel less anxious? What did I do wrong to get me to a place of anxiety? Am I not listening to myself? You know, all these crazy projections as opposed to, yeah, just kind of being right in that soft feminine mother essence of like, you feel this way and that's like totally held and safe and supported. And ironically, that's the energy that does, like you said, you know, transmute it it. entirely. Yeah. Let it flow. I mean, it's interesting because I got this process down where I start to feel any emotion. I just, I literally start with myself. I go, oh, honey. Like I literally go to like a very soft, like, oh, honey. Like, oh, we're feeling like, oh, not good enough. And I'm like, the mom would not come in and be like, oh, let's go on a mental story about it. And like, why we're feeling this way. And let's try to figure the mom would be like present with the emotion with you and just be like, oh, let's just feel, let's just sit here for a minute. Let's breathe into the emotion. Let's just feel it. That's mm-hmm. all we have to do. I'm here for you. I'm here. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly, those are the, those are the words I say. I'm like, this is, this is okay. I'm here for you. It's, it's completely okay for you to feel this way. And just giving myself that permission and not taking it into the mind. Cause like if you're feeling the emotion, I feel like some of us really try to like somehow feel the emotion in our mind and it's impossible to feel the emotion in your mind. You have to feel it where it is. But I, al- I also like notice that when you feel the emotion, you actually come into present time mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. your emotions actually want to pull you into the past or pull you into an experience or pull you into something where that rooted, yeah. that emotion is rooted in. 
And when you Mm -hmm. feel it, you come into present time and the healing is in the present moment in the present time. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of wisdom around that. That's really beautiful to like hear you speak on that. Oh yeah. I feel like it's my, I feel like it's part of my life's work, like emotions and it's emotions. um, And the other one was, I don't want I don't want to say like intuition development, but like it kind of, it kind of has like blended All itself, right. it, it blended, it blended itself into it. But yeah, like I remember some, some woman who read my astrology chart told me like, oh, you can't work on like the emotional side of life. Like you won't find any success in oh it. You're here to do it like in a more like, you know, I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So you're here to do it in like a more pragmatic, linear, step-by-step process. And I'm like, why is this shit a big part of my life? Like, why have I suffered at the hands of my own emotions for so many years? Yeah. And like introduced to that, like, quote unquote, you know, fragmentation, like at an early age, like there's definitely a lot of um, like initiation there. And, you know, I feel like people could really benefit from really like unplugging from anything a freaking reader or anyone has ever said to them that wasn't in alignment or something like to do a full like energy recall on that. You know what I mean? Because we've all heard so many like versions of like what we shouldn't shouldn't be doing. And I think sometimes when it comes from like an intuitive or psychic, we give all this um, power to it. And there's things that feel powerful because they're true and for us. And then there's things that are more like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, and then there's like little seeds get planted. And like, that's something I've worked with people a lot on too, just like that, you know, reclamation of like, you get to decide, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, you use those things as a map and a guide and there's so much truth. Um, And I do believe in like destiny for sure. And that there's like a a terrain that we're meant to walk but there's also little choice points you know like we we're talking about along the way that you get to decide and like if emotional signatures and giving people practices and actual tangible steps for moving through difficult times and emotions is like your thing because like you feel soulfully connected to that then like doesn't matter how much Capricorn is in your chart or how much like masculine work ethic whatever energy I'm not super zodiac person so I think that's what Capricorns usually resonate with. But point is, that's for you to like claim because it's what's been coming mm-hmm. to you, you know? And that like really brings even the beginning of the conversation in really well and for full circle of like those callings that we experience and how everything's unique to us. And it's just up to us to heed that calling or just decide at a later time because it's never going to go away, mm-hmm. you know? And there's never any fear in thinking you can miss something or that you're gonna like fuck up or like miss the train I think there's a lot of fear of like failure and like doing things wrong and it's also really relieving to sink into that emotional state of like everything is always like on time and nothing can escape me that's meant for me and like we're coasting we're good (laughs) I love that beauty in that yeah like I've just spent honestly so much of my whole life like being in that like kind of grind and like it feels so much better to just like trust that like I'm I'm right where I need to be you know let's talk about your aroma therapy course what is it called yes aromatic alchemy aromatic alchemy 
so good. I love it. I started it. I did it for the first time last year, um, almost around the springtime. It started in March and it totally came to me. I know like I didn't think I'd, I wasn't like, I'm going to teach a course and I'm going to sit down and like create a course. I was um, living and working on a farm at the time during the pandemic, during like lockdown, like fully in the nature realm with my wow. best friend. Were you completely offline too? No, I was very emotional. <laughs> online. Okay. <laughs> no, this was not like a, in the boonies, like, like I definitely had like internet and like phone. Like I was like vibing. I lived like in, in society, but it was like, it was like a perfect both, you know, it was like still far removed a bit. And um, I was getting really into like Celtic mythology and like kind of some of my ancestry and like magic and myth and like the Arthurian legends and nature spirits and elementals, the whole, what you were saying in the beginning, like the fairies, like that's definitely a huge um, thing for me as well. And I was really starting to like, dance with that energy and then I was on Pinterest like late one night with like a fire going in the winter and I started like finding these really old like renaissance like paintings and just this really old artwork and these like botanical illustrations and like goblets and like all this medieval shit (laughs) and I like started channeling this whole like thing and it was like this whole you know teaching on nature and scent and oils and botanicals as this like medium that we can explore for our intuition and for sensory connection and for emotional awareness and just like a fun experience for people who want to like become more engaged you know with their own intelligence and also learn about the natural world and like I also was really fed up with ever since I became a certified aromatherapist, I really disliked seeing how it was like becoming really trendy and how it was marketed and how people were just like buying these big kits through MLM companies and not understanding how much plant matter and life force and energy was in those bottles that Mm -hmm. some go to waste because naturally we're probably not going to use, you know, all 10 of these vials. And there was like this big, kind of like ancient one and like one of my guides within me that was like you know we want you to bring forth the reverence again for like how to work with like aromatics and plants and nature in a really intentional magical way because that's a huge part of my journey you know as I shared of connecting with nature in terms of transmuting and like in terms of making offerings and connecting you know with like Mm. sacred ground so anyway that's what the whole program's about and I taught it uh last year it was like a six week live wow. and I like sent like all the like ingredients and kits to my students houses and we all got like super close and like we had people from all over I had like a chicken Germany and like one of my really close um friends now um and he lives in Turkey and like it was this really intimate like beautiful gathering group and I learned so much through leading that about one like not having expectations or like defining what success is to you because I think anytime let's be real anytime someone creates something nowadays I feel like you're like it's gonna blow up and like you're gonna like make all this all these people are gonna come and I was like totally in that state and I think I ended up having five students which is my favorite number it was so divinely perfect and so successful in a different way of 
of realizing that it also had an energy of its own the entire time and I was simply like the channel so who was I to judge you know what it ended up flowing like and it was like basically I've learned about this program it's designed to be like an apprenticeship it's very intimate it's not like a hundred people 50 people come through and like this big active chat maybe you know it'll be like that one day who knows we'll see but it feels really good to surrender you know and just create and make it like fun and to channel and like have a space where I can really show all of me because as you've kind of learned too if you're not really like in a session or like kind of learning from me like yeah I post on social media reels are kind of my main way of like transmitting energy but other than that like I don't have a big desire to like you kind of get my energy like one-on-one you know what mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. like enrolling in something or signing up for something um and it feels really good to like honor what comes through you know in those in those corners um so point is I finished it you know last year and it was really beautiful and I didn't know if it would ever be taught again I had some people sign up because I had like a wait list throughout the past year and I really just kind of let it go because it's always had a spirit of its own and you know moved off the farm still just as connected with nature and I make you know aromatherapy and botanical magical products as well so I'm still it's forever a part of me but point is I didn't really have a intention of teaching it again and then of course it totally was just like and it like started communicating again it was like it's really like time to revisit this and like teach a second round and to do it live again and to bring who you are now a year later forward because I've grown tremendously in my in my like you said in my power and it's a huge kind of like um it's part of my mission whether I like recognize whether I lean into it or not it's like the nature like Mm -hmm. elemental fairy like mythic that fantasy energy of like remembrance and like bringing magic back into people's worlds through the everyday simple things that get overlooked that's like one of my biggest um things to bring through you know so Mm. that's the way I do it currently through of course my clients are just the way I live anyone anyone I'm always sending it out but this is the only program I currently teach like publicly in a class setting you know on intuitive development like all of these things so um it's always so fun and like I really do enjoy it like it's so fun to see like who's gonna come and like how it's gonna go because I of course design it and I'm in control and I put so much work into it but I also am like what's gonna because it's like it was never mine like it's like this Mm -hmm. beautiful kind of like I kind of imagine like do you know Merlin the wizard yeah and and, like the sword and the stone and stuff yeah kind of like I have like my caped like higher self elemental like magic woman and then I have like Merlin and they're like the ones that I see as like the teachers and I'm just like cool like and then I show up and do my thing but point is um yeah I'm teaching it again it comes out January 21st and we're gonna start February that's tomorrow that's tomorrow (laughs) yeah so you got me like amped up because I'm like in the I'm like in the tunnel right now of like that creation but um Yes. So we start February 20th and we'll end in April and I'm going to have like, it's going to be big this year. Like I like all these, I really want guest teachers. We're going to do more of like an elemental kind of earth altar instead of working with all these different oils because um, 
I want to bring more sustainability and like other ways of working aroma into it, working with aroma. Um, but yeah, for whoever listening, it's really for people who definitely have a desire to learn about aromatherapy and like the plant world as a tool, because it's definitely a lot of traditional teaching of like really learning about the science and the art of what these oils are and the whole distillation process and how to make your own products. But equally, it's also for sure like a consciousness course where it's like mm. attuning your senses. And I have this kind of quote and like belief that it's like through awareness of the five senses is how you find the sixth, right? It's not mm. about like leaving the body and becoming like hyper quantum all the time. Mm. I definitely do that at times, but because <laughs> like also the the best is when you're so embodied and so present that like you said, you start opening up to these other visions and feelings and yearnings and concepts that just like live in your equilibrium yeah. of just present, you know, and in and, and that softness and in that receptivity. So um yeah, so that's going to be happening super soon and it's either going to keep being taught whenever it feels like it or maybe I'll make it evergreen one day but um it really feels nice to have it kind of be this live offering and I love seeing like all the little students come out from their borrows for whatever reason that they're like magnetized to the offering you know because Mm -hmm. it really is like a unique journey (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I said it's like it's like kind of like made with magic so it's always fun to see like the corners of who the hell like shows up when you make things like that you know what I mean yeah yeah I don't know why but like I feel like I don't know I feel like you should like make like a playlist like a themed playlist for this course I have one yeah no I have one oh my god dude yes I have one that I made last year and I've been adding to it and it's like the most epic like instrumental like yeah tracks and like all these very like kind of folky like mystical like it's 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 yeah it's really beautiful yeah. I love that you tuned into that because I do I do have a playlist for it and it's really fun to listen to I love it yay so enrollment yeah. is open right now if you listen to this episode enrollment is open yes it ends um the third or on valentine's day february 14th so you'll have until then whenever I don't know when this will come out or um anything like that and we can also include a link in the show notes um for like my website and anyone who wants to learn more about it and um reach out with questions because I love I love talking with whoever you know feels drawn to my work in any way yeah, and I just want to also add that uh, you you are the queen of reels on Instagram. <laughs> I love your reels. I'm like, those are really good. Real. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was really into graphic design. I'm very just like art artistic in general. Um, really into graphic design in high school. And I actually would do videography sometimes like for yeah. work when I was younger. Um, and I just love it because once again, it's a gateway of a way for me of showing through my eyes, like, Hey, don't you see like all of this, you know, wonder and beauty in the natural world and like syncing it with music and like that sensory kind of like it, it invokes emotion. That's why I love mm-hmm. videos and, and movies, yeah. right? or sound or music. It, it's an experience that invokes emotion. So I love for people to watch the real and like feel, you know, whatever it is that I'm, bringing through like with that Lord of the Rings video it was like kind of more like playful and fun and like 
testing, you know, cause all of those are videos that I took, like they're all like waterfalls that are here, you know, where I live. And so it was like, this isn't like this cosmic, you know, fantasy real, like this is like something that you can travel to and see, you know, mm. Go lay under a tree and put on some of your favorite instrumental tracks and just like watch the leaves blow and watch the way the light hits it. That's one of my like favorite things to do. And it's so magical and so like beautiful you know but it's simple once again have, have you have you read this Mary Oliver quote well not quote I, I just found Mary I just found her this past week She's um and she and she I don't know I don't know what poem it's called the encounter but there's this line in it the dream of my life is to lay by the river and look at the light in the trees and to learn something from being nothing. Whoa. Yeah. And I, I, I never I heard that, like, but it's epic. It's just like one, one of the lines from it. It's not the whole poem, but I just was like, yes, like that's it. That's it for me right there. So as you were talking about your reels and like, the magic in nature, like that's the that's the poem I got reminded of. So I had to share it with you. Thank you. Yeah. She's she's amazing for anyone that's into um like a modern day, like um the trailblazers for sure of like natural world poetry. It's like Whitman, Thoreau, um Ralph Waldo Emerson, Same. you know, and then like her in comes Mary Oliver crushing yeah. it. We love her. She's she's the best. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a great way to seal that up. Thank you for that poem. I love that. Yeah. What is it you plan to do with your one? Do one precious, precious life. Yeah, I found that one too. I've been reading her poems. My husband reads me her poems before bed every night. Oh, uh, and we do this together. <laughs> yeah, and oh. he's like he's like super into it as well. And I didn't think he would be. So I was like, I'll take this. And yeah, but it just like it it kind of like as you were talking about the video piece, like. I love video format so much. Like for me, I really want to play with more videos this year. And like, I have a YouTube channel, but like, it was so much more like me sit down and talking to the camera about like some message I wanted to give. But I like, was like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make like fun videos about me just doing random shit. (laughs) Videos are powerful. They're so fun too. That's the most important thing. Like I want it to be fun when I'm making stuff. I don't want it to feel like I have to, you know. This is, or this is like work or whatever. Yeah. I mean, trust me, it still feels like work. Work, it is. It's usually yeah. like fun though, because I'm choosing mm-hmm. to do it in my own way, you know. Yeah. Where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> they can find me. Uh, my website is Lauren, like my first name, L-A-U-R-E-N. K Merrill M-E-R-R-I-L-L dot com. I'm sure it'll be linked. So um there is all the information for working with me one-on-one, for enrolling in aromatic alchemy, for buying products, for um my engagement. Really the only other social media that I use is Instagram. And my name on there is Marigold, M-E-R-R-I-G-O-L-D underscore. And um, I would begin in those two places. And also on my website, I have a free guided meditation journey, which is extremely epic. It's called the Lake of Reflection. So you can go there and download that and also just get a taste for some of my like consciousness exploration and that energy that I bring forward through that meditation. And um, those are the two places you can find me. I was about to call you Mary, 
Marigold. I want to ask why, why, why Marigold and what the K stands for. But before I just want to say something is that when we had our energy work session, um, Lauren actually did guide me through meditation and you're so, so gifted with that. So it's very, very potent and very, yeah, yeah, very potent and very powerful. So that's how you do your energy work is through the guided meditations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Also just through the general, you know, conversation in the beginning and the tuning in and the invocation of just expression of having a full on, like kind of like you know, conversation, because most of my sessions, they're kind of half and half. So we'll begin by just totally exploring, like, what's going on with you, what your, what your truth is, me bringing that out, allowing you to um, claim what's been, you know, wanting to be claimed, but really the energy work portion of bringing that into the field, and rearranging Mm -hmm. and feeling the emotion and expressing things and also having insights of the subconscious and of the intuition of those, whether it's right, like a feeling or a message or a vision or just allowing people to connect in a higher way with their own self. I do that through the meditations. So um, it's always completely like freestyled and unique to the, the person after speaking with me, I kind of do my reading there and I'll be like, okay, I see, you know, what's going on. And then through the meditation journey and through the energy work, I like weave in and I use, I fill all the gaps of what was happening. Right. So if it's like insecurity, I'm weaving in like encouragement and confidence and visions and symbols that represent that person tuning into that energy as well. And it makes it interactive and it makes it real for that person. And then they know after the session, how to go back into that state and how to interact with themselves and know how to like discover information from within. And I like making it that way because I'm guiding it, but they're the one having the experience with their own, you know, self. And it's, it's really beautiful to see people experience that kind of like vision scaping for the first time and to see just what comes through. And it's like fun. I kind of say it's like an inkblot test, you know, it's like just seeing like, okay, now we're here. And like, what just, came up you know and Mm -hmm. seeing that first thing that comes to people like with you you know I was like an animal enters the room and I didn't know what was going on for you it's not like I'm like yes a lion's in the room with her now I'm simply (laughs) holding you know what I mean the 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 frequency and I'm letting you go on your own journey into your own consciousness and that's where the transmuting happens the receiving of you know what wants to be received for for harmony but um yeah, that's how I do how I do a lot of my energy work. Um, not all of it, but that's like my practice. That's the way I make it tangible. Um, and marigold is actually a flower. It's one of my favorite flowers. And I made this Instagram name forever ago because my last name is Meryl. So marigold is typically spelled M-A-R-I-G-O-L-D, but I did M-E-R-R-I, like my last name to kind of just do like a play on words. And um Mary Gold I mean there's more to it too like being Mary you know and it's mm-hmm. funny because my last name being Meryl something I kind of think about is like merrily 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 life is but a dream and that whole quote like row 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 your boat gently down the stream mm-hmm. kind of what we t- talked about as well of like you're not fighting the river <laughs> you're not mm-hmm. river rapiding you're like flowing, flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the Instagram name means it's just um a flower that I made mimic my last name. That's <laughs> and that's beautiful. That's it. 
Um, thank you. And the K is my middle name. So my middle name is Casey. Casey, cool. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Marigold is the first flower that I ever came to awareness about as a human on earth. Wow. Yeah, because they're very popular in Indian culture. Oh, so, yeah, they are. You're so right. The baskets yeah. of orange Mar- And the smell is like reminds me, I was born in India, so it reminds me of my first memory of the earth. Wow. Yeah, so it's interesting. That's beautiful. You should um dwell with that flower I will. spirit more. You should. I will. You should plant some in like a pot this year. I will. I don't know if they have essential oils or something, but that would be fun to work with. Mm-hmm. I like the smell. They're really good for doing infusions, like an oil, like a body oh. oil. They don't smell, they smell like a little bit like nutty when you infuse them. And I don't believe that there's really a marigold. They're not known for their essential oils, oils. in the way that other um, plants are, but I love them because of their spirit. Like they're my favorite flower um, because of the color. They're so bright and gold, that like gold, orange, like crimson, bright, sunny color. It's like, it does something to me when I see, mm-hmm. see the flower. I agree with you. It's just funny that I work now with like nature and I didn't even know that would be the case, you know, years and years ago when I made that name, it was just like random. And now I'm like, hmm, guess it works. <laughs> I want to share something with you just because I've had an energy work session with you for anyone listening who wants one with Lauren, I recommend it. Do it, please. In that guided meditation, my personal experience was I was able to, for the first time, see the vastness of my energy field and the colors that were in my energy field. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's interesting because the way you do the guided energy work is like you get the you. It's like the visceral experience gets activated in your system, and your and your body holds the memory of it or the experience mm-hmm. of it. So it's like something that you it's alive in your system without even you trying it's like it like downloads into your system yeah yeah and that's a gift to give someone because I would much rather it's so much more important for someone to create that themselves Mm -hmm. so that they can it then becomes a new a new like you said experience um you know that's why it's beautiful to not be like now we are you know calling in blue energy to surround the and just to direct it too much because when you just say you know connect with you know your for example with you it was kind of left open of like okay now you know call in bring your force field through bring in your aura like see the bubble in the auric field that you occupy and I allow you to explore that and see that and because mm-hmm. you would know but yeah, you would exactly know. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's like honoring like that's the quickest most kind of like expedited way to create that seal of mm-hmm. someone trusting their own intuition and their own intelligence rather than um someone as a guide coming in and holding that power it allows me to like pass you the baton and, mm-hmm. and guide the because I think just starting from a, a completely empty slate without the guidance can be a bit too abstract. Mm-hmm. Like it's really nice to have like um I'm like a space holder. You know what I mean? I'm just like holding the 
holding that room that we go into that boundary of like the powerful space within the energy work sessions and allowing you to see what wants to come through you know mm-hmm. yeah so I'm really glad you had that experience and I remember how um powerful it was because the thing is once you see it and feel it for yourself of right finally having that experience of like wow I'm so vast and I really feel it now that became your recognition mm-hmm. and then now probably anytime you work within your energy field you perceive it in a much broader more personal way than before mm-hmm. you know because you had that direct experience rather than someone telling you you know yeah it's also interesting because now I understand why when I go out into the world people always look at me like it's really weird and my husband my husband jokes with me he's like people just always talk to you like random strangers will just like talk to you you're just like reeling them in reeling them in but then there's also sensitivity to like a lot of like you know harmful things coming in as well but the something I want to just offer is that you it's like we all like what you're being shown in those let's just say when you ask for guidance or when you go through like a energy work meditation journey, trusting your imagination, trusting the feeling, trusting what you're being shown is I think so important. Not second guessing it. That's why like the fairy tale quote unquote or fantasy energy of imagination is so important for our culture. And that's why people time and time again, throughout ancient, you know, through every generation has always held some space for, enjoying imaginative movies you know journeys experiences books because it does something to you when you start to open up right that possibility and like it's it's super important there's a reason I always find it so fascinating you know that we're we're taught the ins and outs of physics and laws of life and all this stuff throughout school and yet at the same time we glorify Einstein and we're taught you know this framework of how he said imagination is more important than knowledge while we glorify knowledge like it's like this ultimate like it doesn't really make it doesn't match up if you're like paying attention you know it's like how are you going to teach me that Einstein was like the genius of our world and then also like teach me to not imagine and like create Mm -hmm. from that space and to just kind of be more rational Mm -hmm. and real like it it doesn't really make sense. So I'm really stepping into a point in my life of seeing that my, yeah, creative, imaginative gifts, because that's what I'm doing in those sessions is like weaving new worlds for people to step into. And they're ones that once again, if it's real and if it's moving energy and moving emotion and it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't need to like prove anything behind it. Same with like, that's why I say it's like an ink blot test. Like you hold up this picture and whatever someone sees is what they're going to see because that's feedback from them. And so it's like, it doesn't matter the ins and outs of the mechanics of how it works. It's just that it, it does. Like I think observing imagery and symbolism and meaning is really important for understanding consciousness, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, totally cards about, like each symbol meaning something th- that's the same for everyone. It's about someone exploring their own meaning from it you know mm-hmm. anyway yeah yeah thank you for sharing that um yeah. last question last question okay. is last question let's do last it. question is what's something that you've gone through let's say recently that when you were in the thick of it you're like oh like what's the lesson here what's what am I being asked of here 
that you're on the other side of now and what's the wisdom that it taught you? Like, what did you gain from that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Very easy to answer. Uh, Very recently, I would say starting from what is it? It's January. So probably for the last like five months to six months, I in the town that I live in really wanted to move. So I was looking for a new place to live. This is when I was on the farm. So I was on the farm and I was like, it's time. I'm trying to like get my own place. I love the land, but I can still come tend it whenever I can like have my own garden. I just wanted to rent a house. Right. And I'm sure as many people know as well, the countrywide rental home buying real estate situation is complex to say the least. So I also live in a very tourist driven kind of like desired small town place to live. So they also have a lot of vacation rentals. The housing market is just, you know, tough. And um, long story short, for literally five to six months, I was looking for a place to live and it was just like not lining up. And I started to get really triggered and really scared when it was coming down to like the end date of when I wanted to leave the farm because I was like, um, like, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to go? And it sounds very like basically new people were moving into the space. So I could have like stayed and made it work, but it was very much so like a no for me. Like I felt very deep in my body. Like I need to leave and like trust that I'm going to find a place. And this was in, um, October or November so long story short it was very 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 challenging and I was getting very worked in terms of like trusting because I could not find anything and like all of my you know root chakra shit of feeling like stable and like I have a place that's my own and like even staying where I live now because I was like am I just gonna have to like go somewhere else for a bit because I like really want to live here and this isn't working out and like it was just notoriously known like, oh, good luck finding a place here. Like there was all this feedback of just like how it was going to continue to be so impossible. But I was like, no, like I believe. And so (laughs) my original date was like October that I needed to be off of my previous place that I was living. Right. Nothing was coming up at all. I was going, I was kind of like applying to different places, seeing a couple spots, but still, nothing was actually finalizing. And I was like, yo, because every time I got really close and the place like wasn't it, I was like, this is terrifying. Like I had like two weeks left to figure out where I'm going to live. Like the the unknown, it was like so unsettling because you can't ever relax into the moment. Mm-hmm. Every moment extra for me was spent like looking, looking, like meditating because I was so anxious about it and like all this shit. Long story short, um, at the very last moment I was offered my friends were like hey we're about to like need someone to house it for us for a month like do you want to do it and it was like crazy the timing because it was like basically starting the day that I was going to be leaving and I was like huh and I was like well that only solves my problem for like another month but that's interesting like talk about a a sign like I was saying earlier about those little pieces that are just like keep going like trust me so I was like all right you know I'll do that that's cool I ended up doing that and a week into house sitting um, secured a place to live that the lease was starting 
like two days before the house sitting was ending. Wow. Like the way that it just like do 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 like clicked into place. It was so fucked up though because it happened like the last like two days of me like needing a plan. But the cosmic humor and the lesson behind this was like it always does work out. Okay. And I spent like I shit you not five to six months like in deep unsettling. Like I was not really super well during those times because of this huge chapter of my life that felt very like uncertain of like am I going to stay here where am I going to live where am I going like those are like primal needs your housing you know so long story short like it was a huge lesson for me because also as soon as I accepted and like was like hey this is really scary like I talked to my brother about it and he was like yeah Lauren that's like a lot to be going through that's like your environment and like your certainty so I'm sure it's been like really really hard and having that like acceptance and confirmation all of a sudden I was like he was like you know it's not like you doing anything wrong like you know that you have the ability to secure the right place but nothing's just like showing up like you're not like failing it's just like a hard time to be looking for a rental right now I was like oh because the whole time I was like what the fuck like I was being so of myself and I was like I'm failing what am I doing wrong like it's not happening something's wrong and as soon as I literally there was a whole shift that happened and then two days later was when that happened so I really am convinced as well that it was like my acceptance happened and I realized I'm gonna be okay no matter what worst case scenario I just like rent a short-term place or I like go home for Christmas longer than I was originally going to go home like it made me realize that I was like you're always going to find a solution like Mm -hmm. it's all going to work out like trust and so the lessons and trust you know like I said earlier just keep spiraling back in deeper you know higher more complex like beautiful ways so point is the one big thing I went through was like literally not knowing where I would be living and that really rocked me and then at the very last to the day almost moment that I needed to have it figured out, it locked into place. So I really do feel like spirit waited till the very last second just to see like, are you going to hold like this trust? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not like a, not like a testing way, but just Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, you'll see that this is going to work out because of course the whole time everyone was like it's all going to work out and I was like is it like I got to the point where I was literally like "Mm, I don't feel like Like it yeah I was like I don't know um so for anyone you know going through a big like chapter of like question marks you know keep in mind that like it's going to work out you know truly like it's it will always go in its divine timing and ironically all the other places I looked at that I thought I wanted so bad were not the right place for me you know like all of it was not matching up for a reason you know and that's like Mm -hmm. a big way that I live that I really choose to believe that like I'm not going to be handed something there's a rainbow yeah oh really something Mm -hmm. there's a rainbow yeah I'm not going to be handed something that's not for me you know there you go. That's your sign, people's listening. A rainbow. There's a rainbow. <laughs> yes. What a perfect spot to end. <laughs> I know. I was like looking at I was like looking at the tree while I was talking, and then I was like, oh. A rainbow. A rainbow. Yeah. That's that's really beautiful. You don't learn to trust when everything is working out. You actually do learn to trust when it's not looking like it's working out. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. it was like block after block at that time. I was really in like a, I was really in it. And um, mm-hmm. now on the other side, like you said, my reflection and like clarity from that experience gives me so much encouragement and hope because I'm like really proud of myself. Like back to that celebrating, I feel really proud that I stayed mm. like present because that's the first time in my life speaking of the emotional stuff that I didn't try to like unplug from how hard it was you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I was really holding space where I was like this is like challenging like this is like I was able to in real time process how hard it was rather than like later like Mm -hmm. I really was like holding the space of like this is really uncertain and like anyone right now would be feeling very anxious about this situation so once again like that permission was very there for me like the whole time and I didn't let it like bring me down to a state of like, I'm not going to make it through this, but it was more so like, I'm going to trust that this is not forever. And at the same time, honor that this is like a challenging time for me right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was very cool. Like it was really beautiful. And I really do think that's kind of why, why I'm at where I'm at right now, which is like this other, like I'm on like an uphill, wonderful time because I really allowed myself to be also in the the deep emotions because without going into it of course that was like working me in a perfect way of bringing up a lot of stuff that was very specific to me around like shelter and security and being safe and supported you know it was like a perfect little cocktail of like how can we like bring up some stuff stuff, it wasn't it wasn't just about the housing because of course logically I knew that it would all work out but it was the emotional signature that was like bringing up all these other other things that were like in that same frequency that wanted to be extracted from me like it was like once again returning to balance like you need to let go of some of this fear-based stuff that isn't like current anymore you know Mm, so yeah that's the other thing trusting that like when you're going through something it's pulling out a lot more than just that one thing you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's like themes and bundles of emotions that happen um so yeah that was a big one a beautiful new home (laughs) yeah hey well it ended well for anyone listening (laughs) we made awesome thank you for sharing that um all of lauren's links will be in the show notes to check out her course um aromatherapy alchemy close aromatic alchemy (laughs) aromatic (laughs) aromatic alchemy check out her instagram thank you so much for the reels look for the lord of the rings yes go look for the lord of the rings reels and it's like very like waterfally green yeah Yeah, it's beautiful (laughs) well thank Thank you so much well thank you for the beautiful conversation i'm really excited to um receive it and thank you for all of your beautiful reflections on um our energy work session that was really wonderful so yeah anyone who of course feels um like they could really benefit from my unique energy please please i'm honored to (laughs) yay yeah go check lauren out thank you Mm -hmm.